All right, hello everybody, I'm Amy Schmidt, and in this presentation I'm going to talk about manure transfers and the rules um, that relate to those here in the state of Nebraska. So I wanna ask, answer three questions for you today. The first is, why should I care about manure transfer rules? Um, the second one, I'll talk about what defines a manure transfer, and then third, what records need to be maintained um, and shared when transferring manure. So first of all, why should I care about manure transfer rules? Uh, permitted camp, uh, concentrated animal feeding operations have to maintain a number of records uh, related to their manure management plan, need to comply with uh, the nutrient management plan. And um, we often see manure moved between farms, so from an animal feeding operation to a crop farm nearby where it's utilized uh, on that farmer's field as a nutrient input. And whenever manure is moved, there's that opportunity for the responsibility and how that manure is used um, to move along with it. And so it's important for you to know as a producer what is a legitimate transfer of your manure and therefore a transfer of responsibility for how it's handled um, so that you can remain in compliance with your nutrient management plan and your permit and, um, and uh, understand those rules uh, that apply to the manure transfers. So what defines a manure transfer? Um, the very basic answer is knowing who has control of the manure. And we'll look at some, some different scenarios here in a second, but um, basically it's, it's understanding who has control over how that manure is land applied and at what rate and um, using what practices. And so I'm going to go through um, some different scenarios and I want to first identify three different entities that we would consider uh, when we're talking about whether or not a manure transfer has actually occurred. So the CAFO operator um, in these examples will be the person who is named on the CAFO permit as the owner. The contractor is an entity other than the CAFO that's handling the manure um, movement or application. So usually we're talking about a custom manure hauler in that situation. And then the farmer is the person receiving the manure that is not associated with the, uh, with the permitted CAFO. So, um, so let's look through these different scenarios. And the way I've broken it down is uh, we first look at um, who's the owner of the land that is receiving the manure. Um, what is the relationship of that land to the nutrient management plan of that concentrated animal feeding operation? and who's handling uh, that manure application. And based on those, we can, um, we can make a decision whether or not an actual transfer of manure is taking place. So for the first one, uh, we'll talk about where the, the land that's receiving manure is actually owned by the uh, person who operates the concentrated animal feeding operation. Um, in that case, if that land is being used for manure application, then it's, it needs to be part of the nutrient management plan for that CAFO operator's farm. And it really doesn't matter if the CAFO operator or uh, a custom hauler is applying the manure. It's on the CAFO's land, it's in the CAFO's nutrient management plan, so there's no transfer of manure. That, that manure is under control of the CAFO operator. In these other three scenarios, we'll consider where the land where manure is being applied is owned by someone other than the CAFO operator. So in this case, a farmer owns the land. Um, there's three different, or two different um, scenarios as far as the nutrient management plan. Uh, it could be a situation where the landowner has a contract with the CAFO that allows the CAFO operator to apply manure to their land 
which makes it part of the CAFO's nutrient management plan. The other scenario is where not only is the, the land not owned by the CAFO, but it's not part of their nutrient management plan. So it's, it's land in the vicinity, that ca vicinity of the CAFO, um, but it's not, it's not listed in the nutrient management plan as acreage that's available for manure application. So if we talk about where the um, CAFO operator's nutrient management plan includes the land that's owned by the farmer, um, again, we have a case where the, uh, the management or the control of the manure still lies with the CAFO operator, and so that would not be considered a manure transfer. Even though manure is maybe moving from the CAFO to land that's not owned by the CAFO, um, that, that land is still part of their nutrient management plan. So in the other two cases, um, there's a couple different scenarios we could consider. One is that um, the farmer or a contractor is applying that manure and may, you know, the manure is transferred to that uh, contractor and then taken to the farmer or perhaps the CAFO operator delivers a load and stockpiles it at the farmer's um, site. But either way, um, if someone other than the CAFO operator is dictating how that manure is applied, it's not on their land and it's not on land that's in their nutrient management plan, then that's really the only situation that uh, qualifies as a true transfer of manure. The other case would be there's a farmer that owns the land. It's not part of the CAFO operator's nutrient management plan, but the CAFO operator applies manure there. And so that's not a transfer, but what needs to be considered in that case is that the CAFO operator really needs to um, revise their nutrient management plan to include that land um, so that they stay in compliance with their permit. So again, um, two things. One is the status of the land that's receiving that manure, whether or not it's part of the nutrient management plan. The other is the person who's in charge of it. If it's not part of the nutrient management plan, it's not owned by the CAFO, and the manure is not applied by the CAFO operator, then we could consider that a, an actual transfer of manure. So what records need to be maintained um, and shared when transferring manure? Um, on the, on the right-hand side here, you can see that um, acres that are in the nutrient management plan of that CAFO fall under the, um, the usual record-keeping requirements that we talked about in the regulations presentation. So if it's part of the nutrient management plan of the producer, they'll be doing soil sampling and analyses, a p-index calculation, uh, nutrient analysis on the manure, et cetera, um, and record-keeping. If we have a transfer of manure, the CAFO operator's requirement is to uh, record who took the manure and uh, name and address of that recipient, the date of the transfer, and the amount of manure or uh, poultry litter or, or liquid uh, that it was transferred to that individual. They also need to provide that ind individual with an analysis of that manure product so that they can use that for uh, agronomic application of the nutrients. Okay, so I'm going to ask you uh, there at, the, it, at each location to pause the video. Um, you've got a handout that is uh, five different scenarios that I want you to look through and just kind of decide, is this a legitimate manure transfer or not? And um, so I'll give you about five minutes to do that, and then I would ask that you come back and start the video again, and we'll talk through those. Okay, 
Welcome back. Um, hopefully everybody had a chance to look through all five of those different scenarios and, and based on the information that we've talked about so far, hopefully it was clear which of those was a legitimate transfer and which was not. So situation one um, on that sheet, a farmer loads, hauls, and applies manure from a CAFO operator's facility onto his field, um, and his field is not part of the CAFO's nutrient management plan. So is this a legitimate transfer? Hopefully everybody recognized that yes, this indeed is a legitimate transfer. The reason is the CAFO operator no longer has control of the manure or the land that's receiving it. Um, the other considerations would be, as I mentioned before, that the CAFO operator needs to record that transfer and needs to provide that farmer with a nutrient analysis for the manure. Okay, so situation two, a CAFO operator loads, hauls, and spreads manure on a farmer's field that is not part of the CAFO's nutrient management plan. So in this case, not a legitimate transfer. Uh, the CAFO operator still had control of the manure. Um, they, they may not have had control of that land as part of their nutrient management plan, but they were in control of the manure. So the consideration here is, like I mentioned a little bit ago, that the CAFO operator really needs to modify their nutrient management plan and um, include this land in it so that they're not in violation of their permit. In the third scenario, a contractor loads and hauls manure from a CAFO to a farmer's field that's not part of the CAFO's nutrient management plan, and then the farmer applies the manure. So this is another example of a legitimate transfer. So the manure is taken from the CAFO, it's delivered to a farm, and that farm is not part of the nutrient management plan, so the CAFO operator has no control over how the manure is applied. Again, they need to record the transfer details and provide the nutrient analysis either to the contractor who will then give it to the farmer or directly to the farmer if, um, depending on how the transaction takes place. So number four, a farmer pays a contractor to load, haul, and spread manure on his field and that field's not part of the nutrient management plan. Um, so it's very much like the last one, only in the previous example, the farmer did the application, and in this example, the contractor does the application. So again, as long as that is not um, dictated by the CAFO operator, again, it's a legitimate transfer, and um, the details of uh, that transaction would need to be recorded and a nutrient analysis provided. So this last one is um, just a little bit different and just one to kind of uh, make folks think a little bit here, but a farmer receives stockpiled feedlot manure or poultry litter. It's delivered to their farm by either the CAFO operator or a contractor, and it's delivered for a field that's not part of the nutrient management plan. And so it's kind of like the previous scenarios, comes from the CAFO, goes to a farmer site, that site is not associated with the CAFO or the nutrient management plan. But the, the caveat here is that that stockpile sits there for two years. Um, so is it a legitimate transfer? Yes. So again, the CAFO operator doesn't have control of it. Um, but really the consideration that we, we want to think about here is that, first of all, the stockpiled manure really should be land applied in, you know, within a year, preferably sooner. Um, and so the concern comes about if that stockpile sits there and is deemed a, a source of potential pollution for water, um, then the responsibility for who, who, um, who is managing that stockpile could come back on the farmer who has it on his land. Um, some of that liability could lie with the person who delivered it to that site. And, um, 
and whether or not it was uh, placed in a location where it was had a potential to discharge. And so it's just good to remember that anytime that manure is transferred, there needs to be some discussion about how it's managed after it's transferred so that everybody realizes um, how to manage it to avoid runoff losses. So just a quick summary of manure transfers. Um, the key is understanding who has control of the manure. If it's not a legitimate transfer, then all of the record keeping that's required as part of the nutrient management plan in the CAFO permit is, um, is needed. If it is a legitimate transfer, uh, the CAFO operator records the information about the recipient and provides a nutrient management, uh, I'm sorry, a nutrient analysis to them. And, um, and that's where their uh, responsibility ends. And again, if in doubt, I would say ask NDEQ so that you um, understand whether or not you are, are performing a legitimate transfer of manure. So with that, I'll end um, again with a slide that has a couple of our resources available and my contact information. And as with other talks, I would encourage you to give me a holler if you have questions. Thank you very much.